0: Forge FC is ready for their upcoming match. Simply stunning stuff. And finally, their goal. My word, what a rocket. Now, let's get you up to date with Anthony Urcioli and Match Day Preview
1: on the Forge Audio Network. Hey, Forge fans, Anthony Urcioli with you. It's the Forge Audio Network. And this is the Match Day Preview, Forge FC Finding themselves in the midst of a 9.05 derby Friday against York United at York Lions Stadium. Kickoff time is at 7.30. Very different starts to the year for both clubs. Forge, notoriously a slow starting team. Off to a pretty good start. I mean, that's good news for a team that usually comes on strong late. En route to a a, a title match. This time they're starting a little earlier. Can only mean good things for Forge FC. Very early. Only three match into domestic play. But five points tied for first place in the CPL. With a win. Two draws. And Forge coming off a big win on the road. Against Pacific York. Different story. They're going to be at home Friday. They've been at home twice this season. So far. Two losses. Outscored 4-1. to In those two matches, we're going to check in with Charlie O'Connor-Clark, canpl.ca contributor. Although that almost doesn't do it justice because Charlie O'Connor-Clark does a lot. <laughs> I call him the hardest working man in uh, in Canadian soccer journalism, but he found some time he's going to join us very shortly, and we'll break down this match between York and Forge. First, though, some housekeeping. Some big news items happening um, in the span of just a few days. First of all, Bobby Smirniotis, head coach, no longer technical director of Forge FC. He's now head coach and sporting director of Forge FC. So Bobby playing an even bigger role for Forge FC going forward. Jelani Smith, who was the, the club's manager of soccer operations for since 2018, since the beginning is now the Director of Soccer Operations Well-Deserved Promotion for Jelani and the powerhouse, the powerhouse, Nicole Demers, who has been promoted to Vice President of Business Operations, helping this club uh, move forward. As if if this club needed any more help, already a phenomenal start to, I guess, what, it's been five years since uh, this club was announced, let's say. Uh, Nicole, a big part of that transition to where we are now and she'll be playing an even bigger role, which is good news for Forge and Forge fans. So congratulations to Nicole. Well deserved. All right, let's do this. Charlie O'Connor Clark joining us. I am in this Forge bubble, so I don't see a ton of York, but Mm -hmm. I'm looking at the numbers because that's all I really have to go off of. And they stand out at home Forge or rather York this season two matches, two losses, outscored four to one in the process. Yeah. York, some big things were expected. Now it's early, of course, it's early, but what do you make of York's start to the year?
0: Yeah, it hasn't been ideal, you know, that, that homestand at the start of the season where, you know, they played the, with the CanChamp game in the middle. They played, uh obviously, at uh, was it was it Halifax? No, it was Valor. They played the first week and and then Vancouver twice in a row. And it it wasn't great for them. The attack was, you know, a little a little lackluster. And I think you saw some kind of signs of of similar problems that plagued them last year. Really, with that that final ball not coming, um, and you know, obviously when you have a player like Mobabuli, you it, it's a luxury. It, it's absolutely fantastic to have a player of that quality, but you can't expect him to do everything. Obviously, and and you know, sometimes you need, uh, you just need things to, to start falling your way. And, and so for them to get a win in Ottawa on the weekend in a, a very difficult place to play against a team that's tough to break down is, is really a good start. I think there's definitely a lot more positive vibes around that club at the moment, just because they're, they're finally on the board. They've, they've got that, that goal. And sometimes that is what you need uh, to get a thing, to get things going in a season, You a road trip uh, where things maybe go your way. And then you can, you can come home and, Things are a little bit better, so there's obviously a lot of quality in that team as well.
1: I've heard of Mobabuli. I, I recall <laughs> him playing for another club at another point. Um, yeah. You know, and for Forge, a team that notoriously has slow starts to their year, have to be feeling pretty good about their start, especially since there had to, you know, there's still some tinkering going on with the lineup and who kind of fits where and tough decisions. Do you feel like this is just going to be the story uh, all year? I mean, he, we have to find minutes for all these players. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about tinkering, it, it might just be a season-long process.
0: I think it will be, and I think that's kind of been the plan from day one. You know, you don't sign uh, all of the attacking players that they that they have. You know, Taron Campbell, Jordan Hamilton, wubens Passius, all of these guys that... That we can mention, you don't have all those in a squad if you don't expect to be rotating, especially in that area of the pitch a lot. Um, and also, I think Forge better than more than any other team in the league can bring fresh legs that are actually going to make a difference on late in a game. I think that's obviously huge for them to be able to bring on essentially a, an entirely new front three, which uh, which they do honestly most games uh, if they're if they're chasing a goal or, or they need you know a little bit more energy later in a game. So I think that's. The most impressive part. It's still at this point tinkering or just giving different opportunities to players. Terran Campbell got to start on a weekend. He, maybe, maybe it was was due for a start. And you know, when when you're a team as deep as Forger, you need players to to step up and then to seize those opportunities and make themselves undroppable. Right? As a as as certain guys start to maybe later in the season, you start seeing a little bit more consistency with that that lineup. Just because players play themselves into those roles but I think early in the season you give everybody as much opportunity as you can
1: yeah that's fair and it's you know Kyle Becker enters the lineup last match in his first um you know game action in a while and um I don't know I I loved the the way he played I mean he emptied the tank for I think it was 71 minutes he played uh it it was the full Kyle Becker I mean he was all he, he was just Regardless of where the ball was in the field, I saw number 10 in the vicinity. And, you know, Becker, he's a guy who's motivated perhaps by the fact that it, not and there isn't, you know, sometimes just there's these innate competitions that happen within a club. And I don't think mm-hmm. the players are competitive about it, but it just, it kind of it just happens naturally. And, you know, Noah Jensen had the great start to the year. People weren't really talking about Kyle as much. Kyle gets mm-hmm. on the field and you're like, oh yeah. I mean, it just, Kyle Becker is on this club and he can still bring it. So yeah, just your thoughts on his debut.
0: Yeah, I, I thought that it it was really, you know, it, it was Kyle Becker being Kyle Becker. He comes back into the side and he immediately is, is kind of the one stringing everything together, right? He's obviously always the connection between the back and the front. He covers so much ground and obviously he's still kind of, kind of easing his way up to full fitness, you know, coming off a, a bit of a knock in preseason Um, So I think he's kind of on a a minute's limit in this game, but he comes in and it looks like he hasn't missed a beat for him to, to come into what what was that forge's fourth game of the season in all competitions. Mm -hmm. Uh, And for him to, to fit in very seamlessly, you know, it's, it's, it's obviously impressive for a guy who, you know, has always really been able to do that. And I think that it is probably a good thing that even for him to, to have a little bit more competition than he has in the past for, for minutes and, and a spot on the field. Right. You know, it's, there's obviously never really any doubt that if Kyle Becker's healthy, he's going to start, he's going to play for Forge. But, you know, when you have talented guys like Noah Jensen on the bench that, that, you know, are, are hungry for minutes. And that just pushes even Kyle Becker forward as well. And I think that that's, that's very healthy for a club like Forge.
1: You know, last year Forge, um, you know, Ashton Yodiansen, the, the reigning defender of the year, another Forge defender, maybe, I know it's early, um, but so far, I mean Mandrakar James. I, I, I mean I know people knew the pedigree was there and the talent was there. You never know how it's going to translate from league to league. I think it's mm-hmm. translated pretty well so far.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think we we know the level that he can play at that he's played at in his career, um, and he's just so steady. It, it must be incredible to be Tristan Henry and know that that he's really going to limit the shots that you have to stop to to really distance things and then and, and shots from difficult angles that like, you know, are, aren't high quality chances because he just is cutting, cutting off everything. And it's, it's really difficult to to play past him. He's always in position. He's so, so good at, you know, winning the ball back as well. He's he's always, you know, winning his tackles and, and cutting off passing lanes. And just, I think it must be very calming to have a presence like that on a pitch who just, you, you pretty much always know is, is going to, to be safe. And, and, and he, being next to to Alex Johnson, maybe gives gives Alex a little bit more freedom as well to to maybe step up when he wants to when he's playing out of the back to be a little bit uh, riskier with with some of the, or ambitious with some of the balls he wants to play. So I think it is a really really a nice little little uh, little partnership. I think that it, we're starting to see form.
1: You know, for Forge, we, we the list of rivals it, it kind of goes like Calvary, Pacific, York. Just seems like a embedded rival just like a natural arrival because of the, the geography i don't know i i don't it doesn't feel quite like the rivalry maybe people anticipated and a lot of that has to do with maybe york hasn't quite found themselves into some of these you know uh, positions where they're playing high stakes matches against forks there have been a couple but not quite what, what do you make of this rivalry and, and where it's at at this stage um in the cpl league
0: yeah, uh it's it's tough. It's tough because, you know, obviously one of those two teams has been much more successful in the league than the other, right? I mean, that doesn't doesn't help things. I mean, I think in the games themselves, they are always yeah. always quite very competitive. I think York probably I I don't have the, the stats to hand right here, but I, I would think that York probably are one of the teams with a better record against Forge than most other teams. They've done quite well. Uh, in some of those derbies you know I remember last year I think they took two of them I think they, they won at home and they won at Tim Horton's field in in a game where Moba Bully again uh, just sort of took right. over in that game that was a, a really kind of maybe coming out party for for his arrival at that club Um, and and yeah I, th- I think that York do definitely get up for these games both teams do especially just when there's so many guys from Ontario on both sides of the pitch, just they're, they're players that you've known for for years since since youth soccer in a lot of cases, so they're not they're not an opponent that you really want to lose to at all. So I think there is a little bit more, but yeah, I, I think it's one that will continue to to grow and maybe get a little bit more fierce as as maybe York starts to to contend a little bit more higher up the table. Awesome.
1: All right, Charlie O'Connor Clark, uh, the h- hardest working man in Canadian soccer journalism. He's all he's always doing something, and you can read more of his work at camppl.ca Also, if you want to get out of this forge bubble, campl.ca has their newsroom podcast, which is available at campl.ca. Here are your three keys to the match for Forge FC as they look for three points at York Lions Stadium. Key number one for Forge, shooting gallery. Why? Forge FC. Now, the the theme so far early in the season has been Forge maybe lacking that uh, that clinical finish, that final touch. The thing is, they've been doing pretty well so far. I I mean, if that's the biggest complaint, Forge is is in a pretty good spot. Um, They're tied the league lead in goals per match uh 1.33 through uh through 3 matches even more impressive they're leading the league in shooting percentage 52% more than half of their shots are finding the back of the net and that's with two posts they are second right now tied for first actually excuse me with uh, hitting the woodwork both clubs uh, tied with Pacific, now to hit the woodwork twice. So that fifty-two percent, even with some misfortune in hitting the woodwork for Forge FC. So shooting gallery, uh, yeah, keep those shots coming. It's working. There's clearly enough talent on this club that you play your percentages. If the majority of your shots are, are going in, you there, there's confidence there now in in your game and taking some. Maybe it's from long range. May, maybe maybe you're, you're instead of uh, focusing on the build and the extra pass, you're taking the shot instead. It's been working so far, and you look for that to continue because as we spoke about earlier, two matches for for York at home, and they've given up four goals. So that's kind of in line with what we've seen um, with Forge and um, you know their ability to find the back of the net. So that's key number one for Forge FC, shooting gallery. Key number two for Forge FC. 1v1. Now, York has, there's an interesting stat I pulled. Again, it's early. You never know how much stock you should put into some of these. But York is at the bottom of the league in in fouls conceded. So they're they're fouling the least, forged the second least. But here's why it's interesting. Um, Leading the league in fouls conceded is Calvary with 48. York, 28. Almost half as many fouls conceded per match. Now, this is where I started thinking. If you're Forge FC, with the amount of talent you have, I see an opportunity here to start taking players one-on-one. If York, if I'm looking at these, if I'm reading these stats as York maybe not being as aggressive and not as quick to foul maybe use that to your advantage if you're forge fc maybe you take guys on one on one and you're going to get a little more space and if, if a defender's not going to you know go for the easy foul and he's going to let you come at him and make the first move maybe you take it maybe forge can use that to their advantage and get a little more aggressive in their attack 1v1 key number 2 for forge fc key number 3 for forge man the middle York United, again early, but that's all we have to go off of. So that's what we're we're doing here. Cross percentage. Bottom dead last in the league. 16.87% in successful crosses. So York, so far, has not had a lot of success attacking teams from the outside. So if you're Forge and you have the strength down the middle like you do with defenders like Ashton yodi Johnson and Mandrakar James and Hojah Rapport playing midfield. Um, And whether it's Kyle Becker, I mean, whether it's Noah Jensen, Sissoko, so strong down the middle, you protect the middle and you force York outside. They haven't had a ton of success. You don't have to worry about them being deadly on the cross or, or in the air. And part of that is because you have defenders like and Yodi Onsen and Mandrakar James who can defend those crosses better than most with their size, with their height, with their experience. Force them outside. Key number three for Forge FC. Protect the middle. Man the middle. If York's going to score goals, make them do it from the outside. You're going you're gonna to like your odds, at least to this point in the season. Those are your three keys for Forge FC. Friday night is the night, 7.30 p.m. Remember, it's going to be a short week. Forge back at home the following Tuesday against Atletico Ottawa. The first time those two clubs are meeting since the CPL final back in October, which, as we know, went Forge's way. This one, though, for the Canadian Championship, the quarterfinal. The winner of this match, Will Move on to play in MLS club. So a lot at stake here. A lot of, uh, a lot to be earned here. So Forge with a, a short week. Shorter week, though, for Ottawa because they play Saturday. So a bit of an edge for, for Forge. But game still needs to be played. Remember, you're going to want to keep it locked right here to the Forge Audio Network, the official home of your reigning, defending, undisputed Canadian Premier League champions. Forge FC. All right, we'll talk to you soon. Forge
0: FC is prepared and now you are informed. This has been Match Day Preview with Anthony Urcioli on the Forge Audio Network. Subscribe on
1: Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.